Welcome everybody to the 41st episode of the official Robcast. It's uh, it's the Rob and Cody episode. Um, Cody? How's it going everybody? Uh, today we're going to be doing uh, a bit of an impromptu episode. We didn't record anything uh, last week so that we could have it prepared for this week, but uh, I'm, I'm putting in effort to keep a consistent schedule, so there's that. Yeah. Gotta stay consistent. Consistency is key. I mean, they could cut us some slack. I mean, Christmas was on a Sunday. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was kind of... Okay, but uh, what we wanted to talk about, which is probably going to take up most of the episode, is going to be uh, our favorite films of 2022. Uh, movies that we have seen. Cody and I actually made these lists on... when Was it Tuesday? Yeah, it was Tuesday. It was okay. definitely Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. So... The only films that I hadn't seen by Tuesday were uh, Babylon and The Whale. And uh, I went and saw both of those today. Uh, Cody and I both saw The Whale. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about that probably towards the end of the discussion. And then we'll do the things we like. Which uh, mine will probably end up being... You know. Anyway, Anyways. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Anyways, okay. So we're not going to try to spoil the movies too much. We're just going to discuss them briefly. Um, and if we really want to go into spoilers, then I'll give you a spoiler alert and then tell you to skip a few seconds ahead or whatever you need to do. Next week, we promise we'll, uh, we'll probably for sure have Margaret on and, uh... If we'll you miss her. Yeah, if you miss her, we'll, we'll go back to the, the regular stuff. Uh, let's see. My number 10 pick was Terrifier 2. Starting off at number 10 for Rob's List. Uh, yeah, so I like Terrifier 2. Lots of good gore better plot in this film and um i like the soundtrack for it a lot uh it's number 10 it just it just squeaks on to the list probably was one of my favorite horror films of the year for sure oh yeah 100 percent. go out and watch it's on dvd probably could stream it on amazon or something i believe it's on amazon to stream you can also pick up 4k blu-ray collector's edition at your local best buy walmart and also on amazon so if you definitely want to give it a watch go for it yeah yeah if you haven't already <laughs> yeah i think that's that's all i want to really want to discuss about that um number 10 for me on my list was sonic 2 keep in mind these are films that i have only watched this year for 2022 so i imagine i'm not gonna have some on here that i have not seen apologies in advance i just didn't have time to watch some of the better ones that y'all would think would be on y'all's list and hell Send Rob an email if you have your own top tens of what you thought your favorite films were for 2022. I'd love to see the different comparisons, and hell, I'm sure he would also. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see. Um, but I, I know, I know, mine are not going to be like probably what people think. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but starting off with Sonic Two as number ten is it squeaked in there for me. I love the comedy of it, and you really can't go wrong with Jim Carrey. It's good to see him mm -hmm. be back in a sequel. Because usually he doesn't do them unless it's a very, very good script and he's good to come back for it. Right. He definitely soared that completely out of the ballpark for me. He yeah. made it such an enjoyable ride. And then to have Knuckles with him made it even funnier. He did some of the the little continuous things like he did from the first film. Like when he had the feather and he'd touch it and be like... <laughs> oh, okay. He would do some funny stuff. It was a good experience. It was definitely like a good family film that I do enjoy it. Oh, you know what? Something I just thought of. Uh, did you want to give ratings to these two? 
Yeah. I actually wrote my ratings down. Well, I, I can list mine off the top of my head. I wrote mine down in case I forgot. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Terrifier 2, I gave that uh, a solid 8. Sonic 2, for me, I gave that a 7. You gave it a 7? I gave it a 7. It was definitely a good sequel, and I do love like the performance of it, and it had some good laughs to it, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Uh, is, that, is that all you have to say about Sonic 2? That's pretty much all I got to say, unless you have something to chime in about it. If you've seen uh, Sonic I, I like 2. the first Sonic a lot, uh, so I assume I like the second Sonic. I just... It was a little bit earlier in the year, I believe. Uh, what, like April, March? I think it was May is when it came out. May. I think. It, it, it might have been. I didn't I didn't write when they came out. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm pretty sure it came out in the spring, not in the summer. But, yeah, I, I, I think it might have been at a time when I was a little hesitant to go to the movies. Uh, uh, Wyatt, our good friend, he really pushed me to start going back to the movies a bunch. Like, just to... Uh, Hell Catch if it, every film. Hell, if it wasn't for Wyatt, you probably wouldn't have made your my your platinum. platinum. Yeah, I, I've, I got my platinum membership. So, um, yeah, it was cool. And that'll carry through into 2023. And then I got to work during 2023 to keep it up for 2024. At least we're going to have a lot of good ones, though, for 2023. Yeah, well, lots of stuff to look forward to. Maybe we'll do that in the next episode or something. To discuss. There's, there's probably a good two or three films per month that'll be fairly decent films. Right, right, right. Um, so do you want to move on to our number nines? Moving on. Okay, uh, I I went first, so you you go. Uh, number nine for me was Blacklight. Blacklight. That's uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's Blacklight. I don't remember when it came to theaters, but I remember it was one of those that I did want to go and watch because I mean, who isn't a fan of Liam Neeson? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. As time goes on and you kind of repeat actors and throw them in there, you kind of expect like the same scenario for the actor like that's the role he plays but i really did enjoy blacklight it had a lot of good action to it it had a pretty decent story to it for me sure there were some elements that kind of reminded me of taken and some of the basic things that liam neeson's has done and his other films Mm -hmm. but it was still a good ride it was still enjoyable to watch it was still just another good typical liam neeson film uh i didn't enjoy blacklight as much as cody did but um uh, I think I, I gave it either a six or seven. I, I don't remember. It's just, it's another uh, one to your Liam Neeson binge marathon, if that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, and for Blacklight for me, I gave it a seven. You gave it a seven? I okay. gave it a seven. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was watchable. Yeah, it's good. A good seven, good popcorn See, film. I, I feel like Liam Neeson has become kind of like a Jason Statham type, you know, where he is kind of pretty much the same in every movie, but you, you still like going out and seeing him. Yeah. Yeah. You may just be like, oh, yeah, he's just going to be another CIA agent or he's, he's going to be part of something else. But in the end, he still puts his he puts his heart into the roles he does. Yeah. And then uh, just uh, going on the Jason Statham thing, he's also kind of like like The Rock, too. He pretty much plays The Rock plays himself in most of his movies. Doesn't yeah. really do too serious of roles. But, you know, I, I like it. I like all three of them. Nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, my number nine was Barbarian. Another horror film that I added to the list. I actually didn't get the pleasure of watching that this year. Mm-hmm. That was one of the f- films I didn't get a chance to watch. Will I before this year's over with? Probably not. But I definitely will get the DVD or if it gets to streaming and I can watch it on streaming first before I buy it on DVD. So that way I can kind of have that flashback of like going to Hastings when a new film would come out. Mm. And I would just rent them all first, watch them, and then be like, okay, these are the ones I'll add. 
to the collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I liked um, Barbarian. It was pretty good. I like um, the setting of where it is. I think the acting was really good. Maybe the special effects could have been better, but, you know, I think it was working on a smaller budget. Uh, you know, it's horror movie budget, not, um, you know... Like a major action movie. Yeah, but I, I think it did a good job. Pretty sure there's probably some TikTok stuff that you might have seen about it. So uh, I just recommend everybody watching that one. I think it was it's a pretty solid film. I gave it an eight. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, there wasn't this year wasn't really all that big big for horror. If I look back on it, mm-hmm. I mean most of them were streaming ones. And that was another thing too with our list is we didn't add movies on this list that went strictly to streaming, like yes. a Hulu original or Netflix original or uh, Paramount or whatever. These were all films that actually went to the theater. They had a box office money that made the money. All that. We didn't go off of any streaming. Yeah. I mean, these are all strictly box office releases. Um, I guess I got nothing else to say about Barbarian. Just uh, go watch it. It's a pretty good horror movie. Okay. So my number eight is Bullet Train. Bullet Train. And I had a lot of fun watching Bullet Train. Cody and I actually saw that one at the theaters. Yes, that movie was great. Yeah, good. I, lo- I loved all the little references in it. Mm-hmm. The acting in it was great. It yeah, had Brad great, Pitt, great comedy to it. Yeah, uh, really good casting for most of of the ensemble. Uh, one of them I might say might be Michael Shannon's casting, but th- that's just me. Um, so, uh, oh, what else can I say? It really action packed. Um, yeah, for the amount of comedy that's in it, like it's got a lot of good action in it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very comedic and very um, action packed. Like that, that's yeah. I, I think it's a. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the best we've seen from Brad Pitt, but it's it's definitely up there with. It's a little more lighthearted, I think. Yeah, it's one of the more lighthearted roles that I've seen him do. Yeah. in a long time. Yeah, it's not as serious as some of his more dramatic roles. When- when most of the movies that I have of Brad Pitt, his, his character always dies in it, or he plays a pretty good serious yeah, like role. Fury, Troy, uh, what else do we have? Uh, let's do uh, the Devil's Own. Devil's Own. And then Seven. Yeah, yeah, all very d- dark, dramatic performances. Uh, uh, Babylon, actually, he, he does a um, pretty good job in that. Th- that's more of a dramatic role for him, but this is, this is a lighthearted comedy fun. This is something good you could just... Uh, pop on you know eat your popcorn and you know have a good time what would you uh what was your rating for it oh, this one was an eight as well well what do you rate it uh da, 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 da. bullet train for me was also an eight yeah uh, well, most of these movies are obviously going to be you know uh, seven and up because they're our favorite films of the year they um they aren't low ranking films uh they just yeah i mean th- that's why they're on our top 10 list and uh yeah I, I i liked bullet train bullet train was good uh, joey king does a really good job in her role in the film and then there's like these brothers who honestly i think their relationship was my favorite dude that relationship for the two brothers was hilarious mm-hmm. i love that relationship that those two had yeah it was very very comedic uh do you want to go on to your number eight uh, moving on for number eight for me was Orphan First Kill. Orphan First Kill. Good, it good was movie. It was great to have a horror film come back this year on top of Scream and Halloween Ends. That actually brought the main character back who mm-hmm. played the role. And it's the first time 
to watch a horror film like going in it and actually getting a good backstory of yeah a good she, origin a good origin story when you don't get that a whole lot now with these remakes they do and some of the original films mm-hmm. uh but definitely for me the orphan first kill if i take a look real quick i gotta remember where i write it where i wrote it because i didn't write these in alphabetical order uh, it was a 7.5 for me 7.5 i was gonna say seven but uh i, I can meet you up there at 7.5 is a solid prequel uh i i enjoyed this prequel a lot to be able to see where she came from to know more on the backstory of her and it, it was definitely worth a watch yeah if you like Very the first enjoyable. orphan definitely watch this yeah yeah all around what, what i love it if they could continue to do more for that character i'd love it but i don't think they could do much else like being able to do this prequel film get the original actress to come back she still looked the same as what she did in the first film god that was back in what 2000 uh, i want to say like eight or nine right eight or nine and for her to come back and repraise her role she just did a great job. And even yeah. the rest of the cast and crew in the film did an amazing job. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that film a lot. Uh, yeah, solid solid movie. Uh, do you want to move on to your number seven? Moving on to number seven. For me, is Violent Night. Violent Night, yeah, yeah. Violent Night was, was funny. Violent Night was an eight for me. I gave it that little bit more than the or- than the orphan because this was an original. I guess you could kind of say original, but I've seen all the horror genres of Santa Claus, Santa Slay, uh, <laughs> uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Black Christmas, mm-hmm. the original Black Christmas, not the new one. But I've seen like the stereotypical stereotypical horror Santa, but to actually get a gore fest santa claus but he's actually a good guy he actually is saint nick trying to do something good for a a good girl instead of somebody that's just like screw christmas and just gonna kill everybody for the hell of it i really enjoyed this one and i definitely love the little backstory twist that they have on him without giving a lot of spoilers away on the film right right uh yeah uh violent night i i i a good movie i think i'm gonna add it uh up there with maybe uh my revisits you know on during the holidays i'd recommend it you know just something different from the normal stuff you're home alone you're a christmas story christmas carol you know regular stuff this is a good change of pace definitely for sure uh david harbour uh, excellent performance by him um bro made santa claus into rambo yeah yeah it's good it's good and it was pretty funny too um i i don't know about anything else i want to say about the film i'm trying to keep most of this uh positive uh yeah. but uh and without I, spoiling anything either in right case people spoiling. haven't seen nothing yeah uh that i would give an eight okay so you gave it the same thing that i did Mm-hmm. yeah i mean like i said the uh i explained a little earlier just Pretty much everything here is going to be seven and up because th- that's why they're our favorites of the year. They're not, you know, we're not going to have any duds on here. I'll have some honorable mentions though at the end for sure. Okay, if, if you want to, that's, that's fair. I'll have a couple honorable mentions because I didn't have the privilege of watching them before we decided to make this list. Right, right. And just to be fair on the list is I'm not going to add anything to it or change it from when I first made it on Tuesday, even though I've seen at least probably four movies that also came out this year. 
that would definitely make the list. But just to be fair, I had already created this beforehand, so I'm not gonna. Yeah, have yeah, uh, I'm I'm the same. Like uh, I made this list on Tuesday, and then well, added some movies on there, so stuff might might have got bumped off or uh, the order rearranged and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, but if you ask me. What were some of your favorite films? I'm probably going to include those ones that I didn't add on this list. All the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, moving on to my number seven, Nope. Jordan, Jordan Peele's Peele. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I actually saw it... Uh, Did you see it twice? I saw it twice. Yeah. Uh, I saw it, I think, um, not opening week, but maybe the following. And I saw it... Uh, it at the theaters, um, well, yeah, of course I saw it at the theaters. I saw it at the theaters on a day I was, you know, watching two or three movies uh, at a time. And I think I was, a, wasn't it like a Saturday because you took off? No, when I went to saw it the first time, it would have been a, a, like a weekday. No, I meant the second time. You but went because I, we went to watch Five Finger Death Punch, and then that Saturday you were also off. So then we we watched movies all day at the theater. Yeah, uh, Cody and I... We had, well, he always has weekends off, but I usually don't. So I took that Saturday off after the concert and we had went and saw Orphan First Kill first thing in the morning. Then later we uh, well, movie hopped over to Nope. And then after that, we watched uh, Jaws. Jaws. Yeah, which is good. I love watching Jaws in theaters, watching everybody scream every time it's that jump scare where that dude's head comes out of the boat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Nope uh, is really good. I think it takes a nice spin on the um, alien, you know, sci-fi horror thriller movie genre. And I, I think the acting is really well. The chemistry between Kiki Palmer and, uh, I'm sorry, I forget the name of the main actor's name, but their chemistry is really good. And um, strong performances all around. And just, just, I think it's just, it's good. It's really good. Uh, you might have to watch it a second time, and you might have to watch a breakdown on some of the hidden meaning in the film. It's not too hidden, but, you know, there's just some stuff that we all take at face value and don't look further into. But I, I needed to watch something to explaining the film to me, which made me like it more. May have to do that before it's all said and done. Um, Alright, my number six. We're on a number... Yeah, we're on a number six, excuse me. Yeah, we're on a number six. My number six was Top Gun Maverick. I unfortunately did not have the pleasure of watching that just yet, but I know when I get paid Friday, that's on my list to get ordered, so <laughs> I will get it soon enough and watch uh, it. I say it's a really good sequel to the first Top Gun. Uh, I can definitely understand why uh, Tom Cruise pushed the uh, release of this film all the way to 2022 because it needed to have that proper audience. It... Uh, I assume it was a very expensive film, and um, yeah, everything on top of COVID nineteen really kind of sucked with a lot of the films coming. Yeah, it pushed a lot of films back, and then some of them, some of those films just got released on streaming, which I think hurt their performances. Absolutely, uh, which made them, you know, losses in in the film. Um, well, made them losses. Uh, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. It's got pretty good action. Uh, Oh, wait, I do. I, oh, I yeah, what nope? was your rating for Nope? I forgot. Yeah, yeah I gave that one an eight. Yeah, solid eight. Uh, going back to Top Gun Maverick, 
Uh, I liked it a lot. I saw it uh, opening day, and I got to experience the film in one of those D-Box seats where um, <laughs> it moves you around. <laughs> And like it'll jolt you forward, back, left, and right, and it I'd vibrates. Hate to, I'd hate to have popcorn and like candy and be sitting there going, <laughs> just just flying everywhere. It's not that violent, but <laughs> I, I could see it happening. Uh, yeah, just a it was a really fun ride. Good popcorn movie. I think it's very accessible to just about anybody. And yeah, I mean, story makes sense. What'd you end up writing Top Gun? I gave that an eight. An eight as well? I mean, I have like one issue with it. and, and um, It just took too damn long to come out fast enough? No, no. It's something that happens in the third act. In the climax of the film. But other than that, it, everything was pretty, pretty good. That's why it's not a nine. It's an eight. <laughs> if you want to move on to your number six. Number six for me, which might surprise some people, but was the Batman. The Batman. With Robert Pattinson. I definitely like... Compared to every Batman film that... I know that we've all watched. There's always the origin. There's always the backstory of the parents. You always see the parents in every film. You always see him... Kind of get started into it. And then it jump time jumps to when he's in his 30s or 40s. Like, has been doing the Batman stuff for a long time. Everybody knows who the Dark Knight is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But I really like that for this film is that they went the opposite direction. They kind of just jumped ahead to where he's in his 20s, still in that early stages of being Batman, where people still don't trust the Batman just yet. Yeah, they don't even call him the Batman. They don't even call him the Batman at all, pretty much through the film, until probably near the the end, if I have to remember. It's been a while since I've watched it, but... The film take, definitely takes you on a good mystery murder epilogue. Like It kept you gripped on what was going on. You wanted to know what was happening next. And that's something you don't get a whole lot nowadays. And I like the dark atmosphere of it. it. It made me think of like a legit actual Gotham City. That dark vibe over it. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very good film. I definitely loved it. Yeah, uh, the thing I like <clears throat> to say about this film is... Um, I like that it's like a a mystery film or uh, what would it, like a like a noir movie like a you know the d- d- detective because Batman is the world's greatest detective according you know to DC yeah and you know it's, if you played any of the Arkham games it's really fun to to do the investigating and I would say a good comparison uh, for this film would be the movie Seven yes it's, it's like that a lot a lot of uh, the the tone of the film is a lot like that which I like. The hitting meetings, the tone. I really did enjoy it. I loved it all the way through. There was a couple times. Good. There was a lot of times watching the film that I forgot I was watching the Batman. I was I forgot that it was a Batman film because it had me so invested on like this murder mystery of like, dude, these guys got to get him. They got to get him. They mm-hmm. got to get the Riddler. They got to they got to figure out what's going on. But the Batman for me was a number eight. That's what I gave it was an eight. Um, I'm checking my. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, ranking that I gave it on Letterboxd. I, I don't remember what exactly I gave that film. We are not sponsored by Letterboxd, but boy, I would love it if Rob was. <laughs> Such a great app. Uh, I gave it an 8, too. Such yeah. a great app. 
it was yeah very solid uh paul dano who's um um well this doesn't really spoil anything but he he's the riddler and and the trailers will let you know that straight up but uh he does a really good performance very convincing he played um, a really good riddler yeah like a very scary riddler compared to what we've seen before in other films where he's more comedic right. and kind of goofy he was pretty dark in this one yeah i mean i i could definitely see paul dano uh, as riddler being um he could have been part of uh, Dar- uh christopher nolan's dark knight trilogy he would have fit right in there with joker most definitely now that you've said that in terms of how serious yeah, yeah definitely for sure that would have been sick to see that like heath ledger and him working together that would have been cool yeah uh rest in rest in peace uh so you're gonna go on to Moving number on. five hitting the top five the top five for the year we are on the top five already doesn't seem like it going through this list pretty quick but we're also doing this without spoiling the movies on like right. tuesday when we were talking about it we were going back and forth we were back having and forth. very in-depth discussions very in-depth and we were voicing our criticisms and our uh, positives and highlights yeah there was a lot going on there <laughs> <laughs> but number five for me was black phone i gave black phone an eight it's been a while since i've enjoyed a horror film that's kept me locked into it the whole time mm-hmm. like black phone did ethan hawk played an amazing villain i've never seen him do such a good villain role if there are films out there where he has done that type of role definitely if you know those movies drop them obviously to robin an email or i was about to be like in the comment section but this isn't a youtube video this is a podcast yeah uh if you're gonna email the robcast bcs at gmail.com so but i definitely enjoyed it like there was a great story to it and it also had that supernatural spiritual like having ghosts and stuff with it i all in all enjoyed it like the kids performances were great the adult performances were great usually most of the time if i get a dvd and i'll watch it at home there are certain ones that i know i can just get up and use the restroom and just leave it playing in the background i can hear it and i can still be aware of what's going on but i know for this one like i told rob on tuesday it's like i would pause it would hurry up to do something, would come back so I could hit play and just keep focused on it. Right, right. Because you didn't want to miss a second of the film. It reminded me a lot of Silence of the Lambs the first time I watched that, where I was glued to the to the movie, watching it all the way, waiting for the little hints, the little messages, the little Easter eggs, the clues. It was definitely a great film. Uh, I unfortunately didn't get to see it, but you know I'll go off of Cody's recommendation. <laughs> And it was a solid, like I said, it was a solid eight for me as well. Hmm. I definitely enjoyed that film a lot. You have to borrow it if you want to. I have it on DVD over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so my number five was Avatar 2. Uh, I said this uh, in the last episode. I really liked it. It was a solid, I think I think it was a good sequel. Um, <clears throat> in In the brief review I gave it, I do say there is, I think, a bit of pacing issues, but I think that's because uh, James Cameron had to show off his, you know, water world, and so, you know, we waited X amount of time to get that, so we're going to get it. And, yeah, it was just good, solid um, family action film. Uh, pretty good action. Uh, like I said, uh, there was a scene where I think, like, that could have almost 
shot it up to a, P- a rated R. It was like that, like, whoa, that just happened? But, yeah, it, it was it was good. I had a lot of fun watching it. And uh, I think it just broke a billion. So, here's to two billion. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, good luck. And, um, yeah, I think that's all I gotta say about it. And, and I gave the movie solid eight. Nice. I have not actually had the pleasure of watching it just yet. I gave Rob a rash of shit because he wouldn't watch it without me, but I'm not going to go into that. Uh, it'll definitely be one of those that I'll hopefully get to see before the year is over with. If I don't get a chance to, it may just be maybe the first, maybe in the first five films that I watch of 2023. Mm-hmm. But I know for sure I definitely want to give it a watch. It's been forever since we've gotten to go back to this world of Pandora with those guys, with those creatures, and... I'm definitely looking forward to see what kind of new creatures and what new story there is. To oh yeah. Tell. So some of those new creatures are pretty cool. Pretty darn cool. Um, I guess moving on, moving on, <laughs> moving on <laughs> to, to our number, uh, four, my number four is violent night. I had so much fun that I put it up pretty high on my list because I enjoyed it. Just the comedy and yeah, I mean, it's just really good. Like I, I gave that one like a, a solid eight, cause I I um I had a lot of fun watching it, and we had a a theater. I think it was it was almost full. It was and, damn near full. It was yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah, it was damn near full, and and the whole crowd was just laughing, and it was great. I I really like whenever you can get into. It's kind of rare for me, cause I I go watch movies <laughs> first thing in the morning, pretty yeah. much. And on a weekday when ain't nobody there either. Ain't nobody there, but it's good whenever you can watch it. Um, it's good when you can watch a film on a weekday, mm-hmm. and it's got a pretty good audience with it. Yeah, it's got a good-sized audience, so um, you can be loud and cheer and, and you know laugh at all sorts of stuff and wackiness that's going on on screen. So just a, it was a very good movie-going experience, so that's why. I ranked it up so high. Excellent. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the references, too, in that film. That shit was great. Yeah. Uh, you're number I wish, four? I wish there would have been, like, an Easter egg. <laughs> oh, I bet you there is, like, um, a breakdown. Like, uh, was that New Rockstars or one of those other guys? Screen Culture or something? They might. I'm sure 3C Films might have something on it. I know he did a video of his review for it. I haven't watched it yet. <clears throat> but moving on to number four for me is Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal. I got to see Michael Bay. some of it. Um, without giving too much away, Ambulance was an eight for me. I loved the cast and the crew. They went pretty all in for this. And it's the first time that I've been able to see a movie. There might be a couple that I've done it, but Ambulance did it in a way that really like stood out. Because I was like, oh shit, this is different. Where they were able to use the drones a lot more to get cooler shots yeah, of the- how the high speed chases were. A lot of different cool shots with that drone camera. Yeah, so the cinematography is definitely something I noticed when I watched the film. I was like, whoa, these shots look cool as heck, you know, because they're using uh, technology that's up to date, like drones, to do these uh, camera effects, and it's really, really cool. Yeah, it it definitely blew my mind watching that film, seeing the different uh, cinematography, seeing the different angles, the different shots. Definitely enjoyed enjoyed the ride of the ambulance and when i do 
when I say ride, I do mean it. When I've watched the film, I had that experience. I was having that experience watching it of like, I felt I was there in that ambulance with the characters of what they were going through, how they were feeling. And you don't get that very much nowadays with a movie that can engulf you into that world where you feel like you're part of the film while you're watching it. And that's why I put it up there pretty, at least at number five, or at number four, excuse me, because we're in the top fives. That's what I meant to say. But I put it up there for that reason, that I got to enjoy a film where I felt submersed into it. Yeah. Um, I well, really wish I could have been able to see it in theaters. A good chunk of these I didn't have the privilege of watching in theaters. There's probably only maybe... Oh, no, never mind. Actually, about all these I saw in theaters except for like three. I would say at least half. <clears throat> But yeah, people will say what they will about Michael Bay, but you got to give him that he does know action. He's very good with action uh, scenes. All right, he knows what he's doing. That that man is like the director of action. If it's an action movie, he can take care of it. Mm-hmm. With a lot of explosions. Uh, I won't give it a rating since I didn't get to finish the film. Uh, but Cody, if you want to go ahead and give yours. I think I already said it, but I'll, I'll reiterate it just in case. Ambulance for me was a solid number eight okay it was a solid eight moving on moving on um we're in the top three baby <laughs> yeah baby uh is it my go or your go i think the thing it, no I, I think i think it's your go it's your go is it my go yeah for your top three number three for me coming in is bullet train yeah bullet train was just i uh, fucking was so enjoyed, fun. i enjoyed that film a whole lot the little subtle commentaries the little all the sense of comedy the stuff that brad pitt's character just goes through just randomly i enjoyed every minute of it it was a fun enjoyable ride all the way through yeah brad pitt's just going through his worst day like ever (laughs) like imagine your worst day but just on steroids if not like more than that (laughs) i think i think the greatest uh one of the greatest parts of the film is like this was supposed to be his day off and he got called in, so now he's dealing with this shit show of... Uh, yeah, I think he was on vacation, and they called yeah. him in. He's like, what? I don't want to. Yeah. And he had cool. that whole mindset throughout the film as well that had me laughing. He's like, I'm, yeah. I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just freaking ride. It was great. Enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, coming up to my number three. Oh, uh, Bullet Train for me was also a number... The number eight, in case I didn't say it earlier. Oh, that, that was an eight for you? It okay. was an eight for me. Okay. <clears throat> Everything, everywhere, all at once was my number three. See, I have not had the privilege to watch it yet. I do have it on DVD. I will hopefully have... I think I was going to watch that today, but instead we went and watched The Whale, which I'm not disappointed with at all. I have no regrets on that one. <laughs> but I will definitely probably give everything all everywhere all at once. That is a hell of a mouthful. Everything, everywhere, all at once. That's a mouthful for a title. Just saying, out of all the movie titles in the world, like that's a mouthful. Everything, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, But I do have it on DVD, and I do plan on watching it within today, within tomorrow or Saturday. Um, So I think Everything, Everywhere was the multiverse of madness we should have got with Doctor Strange. It's definitely the superior film to me obviously because it's my number three uh i think this film does a lot of things really well a lot of the action the comedy um 
special effects were crazy and awesome. Um, the story was really good. And I think this is a bit of like a family film. Um, like, like there's something that I think everybody's gonna be able to take them, take the way the message that they get from the film. And it, it's, it's, it's very, I don't know. It, it touched me in a way. And, um, I'm not, I'm not man enough to admit I teared up when I watched this movie. It was good. It was really good. And, um, yeah, that's why I'm going to give this movie, uh, I think I gave it an eight, but I might, I might say it was a nine cause I think it was that good. Um, yeah. So. Is that what you gave it on Letterboxd? Uh, I'm about to check. Yeah, I gave it a nine. Hmm. Yeah, it was a solid nine. I remember I was skeptical, too, like, when I first watched the trailer. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I feel like this is going to be confusing as hell. Honestly, this was one of the most anticipated movies for me. Like, I really wanted to see this. I was like, I have to see this movie. This looks crazy. And like I said, I'm definitely, like, looking forward to that when you're saying it's going to be... Or that it was what Doctor Strange should have been. That really gets my the interest of it a lot more. Yeah. Not hype, but it gets me more interested on what they did. The reason I say that is because in Doctor Strange, we really only get, like, what, three multiverses that we actually spend any time with. And uh, there's, like, there's one sequence, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, but... uh, Spoilers for Doctor Strange, skip ahead, like, 30 seconds. But there's a scene where, um... He's, like, they're, they're just going through different universes, but really rapidly, it's them, like, falling through the different universes, and they wind up in the universe that they spend uh, a good 20 minutes in. So, I, I just, like I said, we didn't get enough multiverse stuff, but in Everything Ever All at Once, we do get plenty of multiverse stuff. So, that's why I say that. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so, go, moving up to the number two spot for me we're getting down to the final the final two films for both of us here (laughs) my number two was the fablemans uh the fablemans is a film directed by uh steven spielberg and it's about steven spielberg Uh, it's about his life i think it's his reflection of what he went through as a, a child and or i guess more or less an adolescent a teenager um, and how, how film impacted him and made him the way he is today, you know, such an influential, uh, film director. Yeah. Just saying without that, man, we wouldn't have a good chunk of films that a lot of people love and know to heart. Even if they've never seen the films, they know the names. Right. I mean, for, for instance, Cody and I's favorite films, Cody's being Jaws and mine being Jurassic Park. Yeah, we wouldn't have that. And then you also got Indiana Jones, E.T., Saving Private Ryan. Uh, you got Schindler's List, um, Ready Player One. That was kind of fun. That, that was, was a really great fun. film. I'm ready for the second one. Um, Does that come out this next year? I don't think so. Fuck. Uh, what else did he make? Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um... Yeah, I mean the, the list goes on. I, I I don't I don't have all of his mem- movies memorized, but obviously we're, we're listing off the bigger ones. So yeah, definitely the bigger ones that he's done. And then you can tell that what he's done has permeated, uh, I guess, the zeitgeist because we 
we make references to 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 Jaws, to Jurassic Park, to Indiana Jones in a lot of media. Like I can remember in an, uh like in different TV shows as a kid, they'd make a reference to to Jaws. Like that's like one of the most probably referenced films ever. Almost any TV show has made a reference to Jaws at some point. Yeah. It's just it's just that that iconic score too. <laughs> Man. Which I remember watching a, I remember watching a uh, a special features for Jaws, and I remember Steven Spielberg when he asked John Williams to do the score. John Williams like played it, and he goes, "What do you think?" And Steven Spielberg goes, "This is a joke, right? Like, what is this?" Like he was not happy with it at first. Yeah, and then yeah, it turns out being like one of the most iconic scores ever. I mean, hell, who doesn't know that 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 theme, that hum? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the film more or less focuses about, like I said, Spielberg's early years, um, him, his love for cinema, where it came from, or I guess more or less his, um, maybe not his love initially. His passion of what he wanted, I guess. His, his passion, but um, his, I don't know. I want to say it's like focus or there's a, there's a better word for it. His motivation, I guess, for film. What was driving him to continue on? Yes. I guess his inspiration, maybe, maybe that's the word. But what made him keep wanting to make films? And then some of the stuff that we see are references to stuff that's going to happen in his later years in his life. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the film. It's, it's more of a drama, obviously, because it's, bio, uh, it's a biography. I guess a autobiography film and yeah, it, it's just, it's really good in my opinion. It, it's, I don't know how to put it into words, but it, it touched me again. I'll admit, I, I, I sobbed a little bit when I saw this film. So yeah, I shed a few tears. <laughs> I, I personally can relate to the, I guess, uh, at least a few aspects of Spielberg's, uh, upbringing. He knows what he's doing with films. I will give him that. He's definitely probably up there as one of the top ten directors and producers of Hollywood. Yeah, of all time, probably. Uh, moving on to Cody's number two. Number two. Oh, by the way, I give that one a nine. That was a solid nine for me. Coming in at number two with a ranking of a nine is The Northman. The Northman. The Rise of The Northman awesome movie i thoroughly enjoyed that film all the way through like i told rob on tuesday we don't get these type of films anymore no it's it's seldom to rare a medieval barbaric viking anything that was in that time area of just medieval in general we just don't get them very much anymore i remember going back like the first film i ever remembered watching in that type of s uh period was troy and to be able to watch the Northmen and enjoy the story and enjoy what the character goes through. And all of the actors did a phenomenal job throughout that. And then we see the different cultures that are involved in Vi- being a Viking. Seeing exactly like what they went, what they were doing. They did a phenomenal job with this film. And the cinematography was amazing. Seeing the oh, different, land- different landscapes. You could tell it wasn't like people standing behind a green screen like they actually went to these locations it was a, such a beautiful film oh yeah just just mm. like that's something i i was telling cody whenever we were doing that initial discussion i was like i absolutely love all the on-site locations where they shot like it is just 
awesome. It is beautiful. It, it looks like it hasn't been touched by man yet. Oh yeah. And I love I, like. I love a film I love those films when they're able to do that. Especially Troy. They did that a lot for Troy or building a a set in a big ass city. I love that the Northmen did that and did not just go the the simple route. I guess you could say kind of like 300 where a lot of it was the green screen or they were just out kind of somewhere that didn't didn't really look all that impressive to see, but the Northmen definitely blew that way out of the water. Yeah, it delivers. It's a it's a really good film. The whole cast and crew that went into doing that film phenomenal job. Mhm. Mhm. Also, I mean, Alexander Skarsgård, he is fucking ripped. That dude is jacked up. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. Um uh, so a comparison, just uh, so you you kind of know what you're getting into before you watch the film. I initially thought from the trailers, but you know, the trailers sometimes are misleading. So I wouldn't go into that film thinking of uh, what was the comparison I made? Not like Braveheart or um, I, I had a perfect. <laughs> um, I'd go into the film not thinking Braveheart, but think more like uh the revenant i think that's a really good comparison yeah that was the one that you were going with was the revenant is what you kind of compared it to yeah i I think yeah don't go in thinking it's going to be huge large-scale battles for everything and no it's more like the revenant so like just it's it's sorely focused on one man's one man's story not a whole man's army of shit he does it's just his story yeah um well you said you what did you give that again that was a nine for me okay it was a nine well i do have some honorable mentions before i go to number one okay you okay you want to do the honorable mentions go ahead <clears throat> i've got a couple out honorable mentions um i'll probably just name off two or three of them uh but one of them for sure was last seen alive with gerard butler i'm really liking the movies he's coming out with now he's a great action star he's definitely moving up there with his name in action since the has fallen trilogies like if y'all have seen olympus has fallen uh angel has fallen london has fallen the man knows what he does for action but i liked the last scene alive because it wasn't that typical action film it put him more in a situation where he was just like a scared husband just trying to figure out what the hell happened to his wife like something that could happen to anybody in a real world situation which i thought was really neat uh, yes, I, I really liked uh, Last Seen Alive too. Uh, when we saw that. Uh, it was really, yeah, it was really good. I, I liked it. Um, now, I, I was kind of intoxicated when I watched it, so I don't 100% can't give you um, my own personal rating. Uh, but I don't know, Cody, if you want to give it yours. I mean, my um, rating for Last Seen Alive was a 7. It was a 7. It was a seven. 7. I mean, I'd probably float or um get close to that yeah probably a seven too if i just had to go offhand but like, like i said I, I was a bit uh inebriated so i could not uh give my best uh <laughs> review of the film but yeah i did enjoy it it was a lot of fun getting to to see him do a role like that in a while mm-hmm. uh going in as another honorable mention uh, was Beast. I did enjoy Beast with uh, Idris Elba. 
Sure, there were times in the films where I was like, why? Or don't do that. Like, you know better. But it was still just a nice creature feature to get. And it's something that we don't get very often very much anymore. Mm-hmm. And sure, it, it's got the CGI and all that stuff because you can't make them like Alien and like Jaws no more where it's all the good <laughs> practical effects. You got to throw the CGI in. But it was still a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, and to definitely throw it, throw this all off, another honorable mention for me was Bad Guys. I enjoyed that film a lot. The little yeah. animated film from DreamWorks. I gave that a solid 8. I love that film. It was funny. I yeah. love the story to it. Bad Guys was fun. A good, wholesome-hearted family film. Even if you're an adult, you'd still love it just by yourself. Uh, so, my honorable mentions, uh, I would probably say um, I liked um the incredible weight of massive talent uh the one with nicholas cage and pedro pascal i forgot about that one that was pretty good it was entertaining it was um <laughs> it was kind of a bromance story which i really liked and uh, you know if you're a nicholas cage fan you're definitely gonna love this film uh i, I definitely highly recommend it i actually gave it an eight but like i said it pro- it didn't make my top 10 there were some others that I-, I i had a lot more fun with so but it, it was good. Very good overall. That's actually one of the ones that I'm going to be ordering tomorrow, actually, from Amazon on DVD. So hopefully I will be able to give it a watch, too, before the year is over with. Another honorable mention for me is going to be Elvis. I liked Elvis a lot. Uh, the one with uh, Austin Butler and um, Tom Hanks as his manager. Uh, it was a pretty solid film. It, it's a lengthy film. But I think if you don't know much about Elvis, this is probably a good place to start. And then you can learn more on YouTube about his life and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I have probably one or two more. This is going back to horror films, but I liked Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, you actually did get to see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, I didn't watch it in the theaters. I, I watched it uh, through other means. And... Um, I happened to enjoy the film. I thought it was pretty good. It was a definitely interesting uh, whodunit style uh, a horror film. And uh, I, I think people are going to really like it or they're going to dislike it. it, it uh, There's not really like a happy medium for it. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think you just have to watch it and then <laughs> form your own opinion after that. Hell yeah. Is, uh, do you have any other honorable mentions? Not that I can speak of, except for ones that were just streaming-wise. But most of those for me were... One was action, and two of them were horror films. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have any more um, honorable mentions. I, I said the ones I kind of wanted to say. Well. Cody, you want my number... Well, actually, let's talk about my number one, since we've already... <laughs> yeah, we on to number one. Here we go, folks. Our number one of our top ten list. Rob's number one film of the year, The Northman. Rise uh, of the Northman. It was one of my favorite, or at the time when it came out, which was, I believe, sometime in uh, March or April. Yeah, because I know it took forever for that sucker to get to DVD. <laughs> I'm trying to find out the release date. <laughs> eh, it doesn't matter. 
Um, yeah, the, this this film was my favorite of the year uh, going in. I didn't know much about it. Like I said, I was more or less expecting something bigger than what it was, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, this is a story that we've... Oh, it came out in April. Oh, April. Okay, this movie is a, is a movie that we kind of know where the story's going to go. It's a story that's been told multiple times, but I, I think it's a still really enjoy, good take on it. You still enjoy the ride, even though you know what kind of ride it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I don't know if Cody uh, said in whenever he put it on his list was I really like some of the barbarian uh, mysticism, like some of the... The, I don't know, maybe culture or lore, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, I had talked about that, how you get to see the different uh, tribe, the different tribes of Viking lore in the story. You get to see different yeah. cultures of Viking era stuff. Um, some rituals and practices that they had at the time. Uh, just a whole different way of living back then, you know? I mean, we didn't have modern science or medicine or uh, some religions weren't um, exactly formed yet i mean there were some but you know it's just it was a really good ride and i enjoyed the film and now i own a copy of it so thanks to moi yeah thanks thanks to cody (laughs) i could pass it up it was a good blu-ray on best buy who who was gonna walk away from that film (laughs) right Alrighty, well, that was my number one, The Northman. Uh, like i said watch it i think you can actually watch it on amazon prime right now I think so. I'd have to double check. It was available, at least I know, a few weeks ago, but I'm not sure about now. Cody? Coming in for number one for me, and it was tough between this film and The Northman, but for a lot of people that do know me, especially the good friend groups that I have, brothers, friends that I call brothers, and ones that know me very, very, very well, I'm a big horror horror buff. I've always loved scary movies. I've always enjoyed the thrill rides of them. And number one for me was Terrifier 2. Terrifier 2. To have a a character that I knew nothing about until I just happened to scroll through Amazon one day, just saw the the case of the film, didn't even read the back of it, just saw the case of the film and saw that it was going to be a horror film with a scary clown. I thought, sure, why not? It can't be that bad. I mean, yeah, Pennywise is the clown of horror. But I've seen some knockoff clown movies. I mean, Stitches and uh, the movie that was actually called Clown. Yeah, that's the one where like it, it doesn't come off his face, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The costume or whatever doesn't come off of him. Which Both of those films were great. Stitches yeah. was more of a comedic just <laughs> gore fest, whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that one, too. I mean, for that clown to take somebody's organs and make an animal born <laughs> was funny. Uh, but I give it to Terrifier 2 because of the fact that it was a great passion project. And it was a sequel that I really didn't see coming. I watched the first film and I thought it was great. Sure, the acting wasn't all there. But I enjoyed the first film a lot because it was just the story of what what this character is. Who Art the Clown is. You got to see a little bit more of who he was and what he could do compared to when you first see him at All Hallows' Eve. And David Howard Thornton plays that character to a T. Like, you got actors that play a role, and you know them for that role. This man will be known for as Art the Clown. Mm-hmm. 
beginning to Terrifier 2, Damon Leone, the director, the creator, for him to just do a passion project like this and have such a low, low budget of what he did and just said, you know what, let's just put it in theaters. I didn't even do it for the first one, but let's see what happens for the second one. And to walk away with damn near $11 million Mm -hmm. from the box office is just amazing. And I can't wait to see what they have next in store. He's already been talking about of what he wants to do with Terrifier 3. He's given hints about it. And I'm thoroughly excited of what's coming. And like I said, to have a character that nobody knows about and to be able to watch it in theaters for the first, when we watched it in theaters, to enjoy that ride. Everything is practical effects. There's hardly any CGI in this film whatsoever. It is so good to have a horror film where you can enjoy that body horror of gore, blood, guts, everything. And it's all practical effects. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really good. Like I said, I mean... It was again, such a ride. The Even yeah. com- comedy in it for just a horror film was amazing. Oh, it's, it's funny as fuck. <laughs> I loved it every step of the way and... Like I said, everybody knows me for horror films and scary movies. It definitely Terrifier 2 is on my top 10 and definitely I will say it was probably the number one horror film of this year. Hmm. Okay, well, that, that was our top 10s. Uh, let us know uh, if any of our numbers match up with yours or if we left out any films that you would have probably put in your top 10. Um I guess we can move on to. Um, I mean, we're still going to keep discussing films, but I, I discussing films or one film. I, I want to bring up another film. This is not an honorable mention. This is just a mention. Is, I just wanted to bring it up real quick. Uh, unfortunately, you haven't seen the film, but don't worry, darling. Is the film that I want to talk about real quick. Um, don't worry, darling is an interesting film. I think it has a really good premise. I maybe didn't like what they did toward the end, but I I think it was a good idea. And for the most part, it's executed very well. Um, Yeah, it was was a good movie. I liked Don't Worry Darling. Um, Now, it didn't make it to my top ten, and like I said, not honorable mention, but just a mention, but I, I did enjoy the film. So, I mean, I, I'd say... Heard, heard of watch. it, but I hadn't watched it yet. Yeah. Um, oh, for those that did not know, I forgot to mention, Terrifier 2 was a 9 for me as well. I may have forgotten to mention that. Solid 9. That was good. a solid 9. Um, Alrighty, so we're going to... We're gonna. Oh, go ahead. You're probably going to get to it, but I wanted to say it. This is definitely not an honorable mention. This is not a mention. This is... Without a doubt, probably takes the crown past the top ten list and takes the crown of best movie of this year for me is The Whale. The Whale, yeah. Um, Like I said, we made these lists before we had seen the film, and I loved it. I loved it. I've never been able... I have not been able to in such a long time to sit through a film feel the emotions feel the story and follow through with it not knowing like what was going to happen next you were so you were in it all the way through the acting brendan fraser 
all props to you on this film, man. You are back in Hollywood again. It's so good to see you come back after a long ways away when you were gone. You definitely did an amazing job with this role. Uh, honestly, I hope uh, I hope he wins an Oscar. I hope he wins the Oscar for I, Best I, Actor. I would love that for this year. Some That needs to happen. Yeah, I would love was, to have that. It was beautiful. That performance was amazing. And you could walk into this film not even knowing what it's about. Even without seeing the trailer or just like teasers. like Just go into this film. Just go into it blindly and just go with it with your thoughts and just let it let it hit you for what this film is. It's a it's a beautiful, wonderful story, and I'll admit to it as well. Like I I cried three times watching this film. I, I cried uh, twice. I, uh, actually, no, I cried once, and then I bawled at the end. Yeah, I was def I was bawling pretty good there at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, it it just it touched me on an emotional. Oh my god! See, I'm still kind of still shaking from that movie. Um, I, I'm. That's de- that is and, definitely yeah. one of those where as soon as when I find out that that sucker's on DVD, I'm pre-ordering it and getting it straight away. I hope to, I hope to God that this film gets a Blu-ray type release where there is bonus features to it, where there's commentary, where there's all the good stuff on this film to look more into it. If y'all have not seen it. Go and please check this film out. I doubt. I don't know how long it'll be in theaters. I don't think it'll make a buttload of mo- money because it's, it's. I think it's an. It's more of an artsy film. It's a very artsy film, but it's. It's not the film that you know. You grab your tub of popcorn and your soda. You sit down and you know, laugh and and enjoy. Like it's a different. You have to go in there with almost with a different mentality. I think. Like like, I'm. You expect a serious film. Yeah, very very serious serious film. It's got the love, it's got the heart. It's it's just a whole beautiful story without saying any spoilers about the film. Y'all please go and check it out. Like I'm still in awe of just this film for this year. I was so blown away by that. It it blew it completely blew my mind expectation-wise of what I thought it was going to be going into it. Because I was yeah. able to see a little bit of a kind of teaser for it. Definitely, y'all go and check it out. It's a solid 10 out of 10 film. And I don't give a 10 very, very often to films. But it is a solid 10. Uh, There's only like a handful of films that I'll put out there that that are like a 10 to me. And that's only because they hit me, I guess, a certain way. Or maybe there's a bit of nostalgia to them. But this one is just 10 out of 10 on its all on its own merit. All Yeah, all on its own things. Like, I know definitely I have films that... I give a 10 because those are my childhood films. I grew up with them. They hit me in that heart of where I can throw them in the Blu-ray player or in the D- Xbox, DVD, whatever. And I could watch them back to back to back to back. Watch it four times in a row if I want to. Would not get bored with it. This film, I could probably definitely watch it back to back, but I would need about an hour to reconcile and then go back into it again. But it was just a beautiful, beautiful film. And I enjoyed it all the way through. Loved it for what it was. And it was great to have a film like that near the end of this year. And like I said, y'all please go and check it out before it's too late. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll definitely be singing its praises probably for the next uh, few weeks. Um, 
<laughs> All right. One last thing that I want to add on um, before we do the things we like and wrap it up is just going to be Babylon really quickly. I wanted to go over that film. Um, that film is, it's, it's, it's pretty good. And it's for people who like cinema a lot and maybe, uh, really enjoy like maybe cinema history sort of. And, um, the thing that I would akin this film to is Boogie Nights meets Wolf of Wall Street in Hollywood, 1920, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was very enjoyable, very solid performances all around. Now, in my opinion, there's, there's some, uh, a bit of pacing issues, um, that could be fixed, but, uh, I mean, it's a solid film, and for that, I gave it a seven. I think, I, I don't know, I, th- I think myself as a critic, I'm, I, I'm gonna treat it more harshly, because, um, this is, this is a director who's made an, an Academy Award winning film before. You know, he made uh, Whiplash. Uh, from Oh, hell. He made Whiplash. And um, there's two other films. I, I had them on top of my tongue, but I don't I don't remember them right this second. But um, I think one of them was First Man. I think about Buzz Aldrin. And the other one was La La Land, which also got some um, accolades back in, I believe, 2017 or something like that. So, I... I yeah, I'd recommend watching the movie. Um, like I said, you, you might like it more than I did. The, yeah, like I said, Boogie Nights and and Wolf of Wall Street just kind of meld those two together. If they had a baby and it was born in the 1920s. <laughs> in Hollywood. <laughs> in, in Hollywood. LA, in L.A. In, uh, in L.A., yeah, that's what it would be. Uh, but yeah, I guess we can move on to Things We Like Corner. Things We Like Corner. Well, for this week, it's kind of hard, you know, because Christmas fell on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. So, the things we like corners, I definitely got to enjoy coming out with friends on Christmas, um, getting gifts from friends, and enjoying the gifts that they had for me. And I loved every single one of them. Hell, two of them were up on my wall because one was a drawing by Margaret, and the other one is the license plate from Jaws. <laughs> had to make the horror movie wall that I got behind me. Um, yeah, Christmas was a big thing, but I don't know. My whole mind right now is on that, is on the whale. Yeah. I was going to say, if, if, if you weren't going to say, I was going to say, yeah, the whale, I, I, I just cannot, I can't stop get, thinking about it. I right can't now. get over that film. I've been able to come home after watching a film and after probably discussing it in the parking lot for about an hour and a half, come home, have a beer or two, watch some YouTube and. I kind of have something like distracting me, but I'm still processing the film, trying to put the clues together, trying to put things together. The whale, there is no putting clues together. There is no like thinking of what's next for the film. It's like I said before, it's a solid 10. The story is told and you love it for what it is or you don't, but believe me when I say it, you'll love it for what it is. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are going to like this movie a lot. And again, Brendan Fraser, I think, at his best. Like, like I mean, literally. Best performance since The Mummy. Yeah. I would give it that. Yeah, at, at least. So, uh, Brendan Fraser, you better bring home an Oscar, man. That's all I got to say. I hope so, man. People are 
people that listen to this, hell, I'm gonna see if I can find something online that there, there's a petition or something going on to like get him to the Oscars because this needs to happen for him. Yeah, uh, I think he'll he'll probably get nominated, honestly, but uh, I don't know if he'll win it, but I, I hope he does. I really do. I would I would thoroughly enjoy it. He, like I said, that film, that's the film of the year for me. <sighs> Yeah, honestly, uh, yeah, I'd give it probably film of the year for me. I mean, obviously, my, my favorite was The Northman, but I'd give this one the film of the year. Yeah, I agree with you on there, sure. Terrifier 2 is number one for me, but all around movie of the year. I mean, hell, we ranked it a 10 out of 10. When do we ever walk out of a theater and give a film a solid 10 no, I mean, most when of the time... When we walk out of the theater. I'll, we knew I'll, what it was when we walked out. I knew it was a tent walking down oh, the steps out of the theater. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> as, as soon as I... Well, I had to relieve myself. But as soon as I left the restroom, uh, I immediately went on Letterboxd and gave it to 10. Yeah. That was the first thing I did was when we walked out of the theater after sitting there trying to dry my eyes off with the shirt, <laughs> but the waterworks were still coming. Oh, and a lady God. looked at me funny like, what did I just watch? And I went outside, like I said, immediately went to Letterbox and hit the whale and put it all the way to a 10. Yeah, beautiful film. Beautiful. I'm ready for that one to be the DVD. That's one of those films where I would definitely love to go back in theaters again and watch it, but ah, the emotions. I don't want to go through that again, but it was such a great film. Yeah, honestly, honestly. I'm I'm a little mad because last week I was planning on watching... um, on a Thursday, this was, I guess, the day before Christmas Eve. Uh, or no, I, no, it would have been the 23rd, 22nd. Yeah. It would have been the 22nd, so never mind. Uh, but, you know, Christmas weekend, uh, I was on Thursday, I get off, so I was planning on watching The Whale in Babylon that, that morning. I was actually going to watch The Whale first, which, now I'm really glad that... I want today. I watched Babylon and then the whale. If you probably would have watched the whale first and then went to Babylon, you'd probably be like, "I'm good." You probably would have just left the theater after watching the whale. <laughs> um, I, I think I would have given Babylon a worse rating. I probably would have <laughs> would have been just yeah, in a, yeah, yeah. All righty. Well, uh, thanks everybody for uh. listening. Uh, this was. This was the episode, so, you know, uh, next week we'll probably get back to more... Damn it, don't do it. ...wacky hijinks, and, um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you in the next one. Hope y'all had a good Christmas. Uh, y'all have a year. great New Year. Yeah, yeah, it comes out. And we'll see you next year. See you next year. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, bye. Bye.